radio on your stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And y'all already know, man, I, I only do legends around here, man. And today is absolutely no exception. We got the first family of management, Detroit's finest in the building. We got Karita Miller and the queen herself, Montez Miller. How y'all doing, queens? We are blessed. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Let me, let me make sure I got Montez on the big screen. I don't want uh, to upset. <laughs> you are right, Rita. <laughs> now, before we get started, it, it is a little um too, just a little bit too close. <laughs> for, 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 oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're going to tell me to move the camera up and then tell me to, okay. Just, yeah, okay. The there you go. There you go. I that, promise that, you. I, yes. Yes. Much you sure? Better. Yeah. You, you I, sure? I'm, I'm such a perfectionist, you know, before we get started. You know, I'm such a perfectionist. I hate when people come on camera and it's like this. That's wrong, guys. I give tutorials on the proper way of doing Zoom and different things like this. You got to, you know, make sure it's don't, don't cut yourself off, you know, Right there. Okay, back oh. to the show. All right, so we good? I'm, I mean, you you in charge. I'm going to let you run things. And you've been running things for a long time, so I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm cool. I'm flexible. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, Karina. Hi, Mom. Wow. This well, is unique. Y'all haven't figured out, um, Montez is, is, is Rita's mother. Um that's a beautiful thing. You can't tell, I know, uh, but it's true. Okay, um, Miss Miller. Which one? Right. Um, I'm like, me or her? Uh, oh. Well, I got to, Montez, I, I don't, I don't, no, I got to call you. Just respectfully, Montez. Um, we're going to start with you, if you don't mind. Okay. What started your career off? What started my career off, um, for me, growing up, my dad had a, a trucking company and he had like 13, 18 wheelers and he was the first minority to haul tractors over 50 states for Ford Motor Company. So as a little girl, I prepared myself to be his secretary um, after um, doing my high school years and part of my adult years, I went to work for dad. And unfortunately, it didn't work out because he didn't like the fact that the truckers were flirting with me. And so that particular job didn't work out. However, I um, started dancing on the scene here in Detroit. And that's how I started in television. I um, danced for about six months and then they hired me as the dance coordinator. As the dance coordinator, I was charged with the responsibilities of picking and selecting the um, the dancers to come onto the show. And, really? Um, yeah, you know. Um, oh, I just love that show. That show. Um, and, and, and I'm sorry, just for mm -hmm. people that are watching, the scene is, uh, uh, is basically Soul Train for Detroit. Yeah, it was definitely um, Soul Train for Detroit. So um, I did the scene and went on to work for the Keys Group Company and the Electrifying Mojo. And the scene is actually what gave me the opportunity to learn the behind the scenes of television. So that's when the bug started to bite. Mm -hmm. um, after I gained an excessive amount of hands-on training, I started to send my resume to the major networks, Channel 2, 4, and 7, 
and unfortunately it, it didn't happen. But the minute that I um, went to Specs Howard School of Broadcasting for radio and television, and once I became certified, that mm-hmm. piece of paper just really turned my life completely around. Mm. So y'all both went to Specs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's so cute. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rita. What started you out? Um, her. Um, just watching my mom, really, and being around music, I kind of, I kind of knew that that's really all I ever really wanted to do. There was no other job that I really wanted, to be honest with you. Um, but I had kids. I worked at the radio station for a while, interning. Mm-hmm. And then I had my son. And then I got a paying job offer and I unfortunately left the radio station and I never looked back. And then um, three years ago, I started doing this Facebook Live with a friend of mine, Dave from Minute Large, Mm -hmm. where I was introducing him to these artists that I feel like nobody knows about. And I think that everybody in the world needs to know about because they're all so amazing. And it's so many of them out there that's like that. So we started this platform, Music Mondays, and he started calling me the lady with the golden ear. We did that maybe for about three weeks. And from there, the rest is history. I was approached to do um, music for movies and approached to join a label as a A&R and artist manager, approached to write for a magazine. Uh, so many different opportunities just has come since then. And I guess now I've got the bite for real I mean, well, you, 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 you learn from one of the best yeah pretty much yeah I knew that I didn't I knew that there was no other career for real for me I mean the stuff you know the twos and fuse jobs they were really just to get by but I knew if I wanted to do something and be for real and really love it I knew it was music I just didn't know from what aspect because it's so many different things to do Mm-hmm. And I always thought I wanted to be an A&R. But then when I was approached to be a music supervisor, I found that niche. And I'm like, oh, I think this is it. So, you know, I, um, I got a chance to go to Bodie, uh, a Bodie concert a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Sid's son. I don't know, kid had to be like maybe 10, 11 years old. And he was like, my dad's an important person. That makes me an important person. At what point did you realize that your mother was an important person? Oh, I think early on, early on, because we were always in the mix of things. Always. I was young. Uh, Honestly, I did commercials as a little girl. So I kind of knew early on, long ago. Okay, and Montez, at what point did you realize? Okay, uh, um, my my language. You gotta apologize. You know, my, my my language is a little trash. But at what point did you realize I'm the shit at this? I am extremely humble. Anybody who knows me know that I'm humble, and I never, even today, don't credit myself as the shit at this. Because when you started, I can't believe that. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You no, came on telling me what to do in 32 seconds. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's not humility. Well, that's, that, that is that's, that's different. <laughs> that's that's, no, that's different because when you start to think that you are the shit at this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you let it go to your head and when it comes to an end, um, it becomes a hard fall. Okay. Um, I was on a production um, not long ago and the guy was comparing me to another individual. He said, but you're so calm. I said, it's just a job. He said, I know, but you're just so calm. I said, because I don't let it go to my head. He said, that's smart. I said, because if I let it go to my head, it'd be a hard fall if the job comes to an end. At the end of the day, it's a gift from God and he's using you as his vessel. So you don't let it go to your head. You just treat every project like it's the last opportunity. But um, I've been told that I am too humble and that I should let people know that I am the shit at this. You know, but 
but but I refuse, you know, to just come off like that. Um, yes, I've accomplished a lot um, and still doing a lot. Um, my life is a dream. And I tell everybody, you know, if you have a vision, if you can see it, uh, take the necessary steps to make it happen. And most importantly, surround yourself around the people that's doing it. Mm -hmm. um, after I um, graduated from Spex Howard, I took a job at Barden Cablevision as a producer, and it gave me an opportunity to produce, you know, um, multiple shows, um, a, a local news show or a city highlights with Kathy Young Welch, with, which put emphasis on things that was going around the Detroit um, yeah. city and the community. I, I remember. And and then from there, I did On Vogue with Bobby Bradley and Daryl Sims. Um, and I um, was able to produce my own music video show called The Club. And The Club was basically, you know, music videos, interviews, and then the whole nine yards. But I was obsessed with BET. And I would look at BET and and my show would be modeled after, you know, the music videos that they would play. So I would leave my television on, you know, because the same videos that were playing nationally, nationally mm -hmm. on BET was, were some of the same music videos that I would get. So instead of spending time watching the music videos that they were, as they would come in, I would basically add a video based upon what I would see off of, you know, the rap cities and video soul. But mm -hmm. as I was saying, I was obsessed with BET and it was always a desire of my heart to one day possibly work for BET. And I used to look at Donnie Simpson and say, I'm gonna be your boss one day. I'm gonna work with you one day. And then one day um, at Barton Cablevision, there was a gentleman working on the ad sales presentation and um, he was across from my desk. He was working in his office. So at that time, I was working on a documentary um, after the book Dangerous Society, written by Dr. Carl Taylor. It was based upon drug gains and violence. And so I um, had the, um, the outline on my desk, and mm -hmm. um, he looked over my shoulder and suggested that I send my resume to BET. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you guys are really going to give me a job. Well, I didn't follow up. And um, when he got back to Washington, D.C., he called and he says, look, girl, we're looking for a producer. Are you going to send your resume or what? And it was at that time um, I took time out to do a demo. Um, and um, I sent my resume. And two weeks later, I got the job with Black Entertainment Television. I'm just looking at Rita too, and you can yeah. just see the pride in her face, man. It's just so fucking dope. Yeah, it just is. I can't even stop. I can't even hide it for real. And you shouldn't hide it. Like, yeah. what's wrong? Like, like, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, as it relates to Carita, you know, being a single parent, you know, um, it wasn't easy um, being a parent and um, also working um, in a career that was definitely demanding. Um, it's not a nine to five. It, what you put in it is definitely what you get out of it. But for her, I always had a dream, a vision, um, of course, to one day work in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the pictures, you know, that she posts on social media, um, I knew then that one day those pictures will have some type of meaning to them. Um, while I should have been in the pictures, I gave her an opportunity to get in the pictures while I was taking them because mm -hmm. I call myself, you know, being proactive instead of reactive in actually laying the foundation for her to work in this music industry. And, you know, um, Rita, I've, I, you know, I've interviewed a few of your artists, um, and I've been thoroughly, thoroughly impressed by not only the mute, the quality of music they putting out, but their belief in you. I love to hear that. Uh, oh my God. Like, oh, like, uh, just when you talk, especially Oba and, and, and D-Rick, they like, like they, um, like just, 
the reviews are just glowing. Is that just, I mean, like, is that something that, that just is natural? Or did you learn that? I what's, the, what's the secret? I think it's my passion. I'm just so passionate about what I do and I'm like really serious about what I do. So I think they see that. So obviously, I mean, they see something. And so, so <laughs> well, like, let me ask y'all both this. Even when Oba called me, I was like, whoa, like on my phone, I had to like look at the phone again and see who that was calling and i'm like oh this is serious like somebody is really watching and seeing that i'm really serious and passionate about it so i don't i i don't take that for granted at all i still feel like i got a lot more work to do so you definitely if you want to be successful um in this industry you definitely have to be passionate about the things that you do because if you are not passionate about it Honestly, at the end of the day, you know, you're wasting time. Um, I love what I do. And I'm grateful that I'm able to do something that I truly love. Because by me doing something that I love, um, it's not about the money all the time or sometimes. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's not a job. Okay, I got it's, you. It's not a job, you know, because we're doing something that we truly love to do. So you definitely, whatever your career may be, whatever you choose to do in life, you definitely have to be passionate about it if you yeah. want to be successful. Yeah. And I got to shout out uh, Mr. Barton. Like people don't, like that dude is a freaking legend. Yeah. If you don't know who I'm talking about, please look him up. Barton Cable, he even had a casino. Like, your mans was putting in work before niggas was putting in work. Like, he, like, he, um, Don, Don Barton was the local BET. Yes. And um, just before he passed, he shared with me that he wished he had a, uh, kept the network. And um, it could, because it could have been a BET. Mm -hmm. um, most people don't know that. If it had not been for Barton Cablevision, chances are we wouldn't have BET in Detroit right. because it was Barton Cablevision that carried BET so that it could be seen in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm grateful um, for Mr. Barton because he definitely gave me um, a, a jump start when it comes to television and television production. Okay, so... When the trash artist comes to you and wants representation, how, how do you go about saying no? It's just a flat out no, keep it moving? That would be for me. Yeah, both of y'all, actually. Um, Karita, you can answer that first and then I'll come back. Oh, God. Um, I have had an artist or two. I guess it. it I, I do try to... <laughs> not be so harsh okay <laughs> i try to if i say no i try to give a reasoning behind the reason mm -hmm. why i'm saying no and i also try to offer um ways that maybe i feel like you can improve okay so i don't just say no you're trash that's it but in a sense that's what i'm saying when i say no <laughs> it's, a, it's a polite trash it is well, i try to be as polite as possible because <laughs> i know everybody has feelings first of all yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know how serious this person could be taking the crap. And I don't want to totally just, you know, down them. I don't want to do that. I'd like to offer some sort of support or some sort of uh, not just where, oh, no, you're trash. I got to give you something behind that to maybe say, OK, let's go back. Maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that kind of thing. But not just, no, you're trash. I, I don't be that. I'm not that mean. It Everybody paints the picture different, and I always use this analogy. If if everybody was given a picture of an apple, what color would you paint it? You know, well, I would paint mine yellow with a hint of red, and you may paint yours red. However, when it comes to those particular artists, not necessarily um, 
identifying them as trash because everybody has to start from somewhere. But um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? And everybody has to start from somewhere. It's not necessarily trash. It's do you believe in the project? Because if you don't believe in the project, then it's going to be hard for you to get results. So you have to be a believer. But just because you don't believe, it's not necessarily, you know, trash. Yeah. Um, a good example was Prince. When Prince first came out, Warner Brothers didn't know what to do with him. And guess what? He was in the trash because they didn't know what to do with him. But once, you know, this one particular DJ got his hands on the music and started to play and it just took off across the world. Um, they got him out the trash. So never underestimate um, an artist and where they are um, creatively. It, that record may not work, but the right. next record may work. And because um, everybody likes different stuff. You can't just because I don't like it doesn't mean someone else won't like it. So I think for me, I just have to see the potential. I have to see the work ethic more than anything. Yeah. And yeah. I, you have to want it more than I want it. Because I've so. seen some garbage people that I, I personally like, oh, that's just absolutely fucking horrible. It's a lot However, of mainstream. they keep at it and they keep at it and they keep like effort at some point surpass. Effort is way more important than your talent. Yeah. Like you can be a trashy artist that doesn't give up. And at some point, somebody's gonna be like, "Okay, you know what? I got you." But the talented person, like I, I, um, I had a friend of mine, rest in peace, pops, probably the dopest MC I've ever personally known, and he just felt like I'm so dope, they'll come to my door. That didn't work, right? You know, um, and I used to be like, "Bro, you got to get out there, man. Let's let's do X, Y, and Z." And fuck that, man. I, you know, like. So yeah, man, effort is way more important than talent. Yeah, um, you know. And and just because you think it's good doesn't necessarily mean that other people are going to think it's good. But all they really take at the end of the day is for one person to believe in you. So just if you don't get it the first time, try again. Okay. So Aretha Franklin, we did photography photography for her. I don't know why yeah. I'm so tired. Um, Jermaine Dupri, Diddy, uh, Ed Gordon. Um, I'm sure I'm missing out a ton of gazillion people that you've worked with. Give me, give me just a couple highlights. Of course, Miss Aretha Franklin is a highlight. Um, because I've been doing video all of my life. And, um, one day my girlfriend plays the tamarine for, um, Aretha Franklin and they were at the White House, and I knew that they were going into production for the women of color. I thought it was going to be on PBS that particular evening. So I started to search the cable dial looking for this particular program, but unfortunately, it was not airing. But somehow, I landed on the White House website, and it was Dreaming Live. And I started posting on Facebook. Detroit at the big house, Aretha Franklin at the White House. People are like, what are you watching? What channel is it on? I said, it's not. It's streaming live from the um, White House. It's in production. And um, it was the women of color. No, the women of soul um, special with Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, and all of these other uh, women um that were um, participating in this um, presentation. So a couple of days had went by and um, her publicist, um, Gwen Quinn, had reached out to me and she to let me know that she had just got off the phone with Miss Franklin and Miss Franklin wanted to know um, how is it that Montez Miller knew, you know, but I didn't know and you're the, and you didn't know and you're the publicist. She said, well, Miss Franklin, I knew that you were at the White House. I didn't know that it was going to be streaming until Montez started posting on Facebook. 
She hmm. says, well, you need to get to know Montez Miller because she's in the know. She was an executive at <laughs> BET. But what Miss Franklin didn't know was that um, Gwen and I used to work together at the record company in New York, which is Island Black Music. She was the publicist and I was the director of national video promotion. So a couple of more days had went by. And I had previously heard that Aretha Franklin had a Facebook page and, um, you know, that she was pretty active. And so she hit my Facebook page and I actually thought it was a joke. I'm like, I heard she had a Facebook page, but this cannot be her. Why is she on my page? And um, she was saying things. And I was kind of hesitant about answering her because I thought maybe somebody hacked her name. I'm like, this can't be her. But to make a long story short, she asked me to do her social media for her. So I immediately went out and bought um, a point and shoot camera. And um, But then the follow-up conversation was, the pictures you take, I want you to send them to a trade magazine. Huh? I'm like, oh. she's talking professional. Well... I do video. I didn't even own a camera. <laughs> I've never taken a professional picture ever before in my life. So I immediately went to the store and I told the salesperson, I said, look, I have an opportunity of a lifetime on the table. It could make me, it could break me if this picture don't come out right. So I stayed in the store for like three hours talking to the salesperson about the functions of a camera. I already knew shot composition from mm -hmm. video, you know, because that remains the same. But I didn't understand the functions of the camera, the aperture, the priority mode, the shutter speed. You know, what is, you know, what is this? You know, what is this? So, um I um, told the guy, I said, look, I don't care what the camera costs. Give it to me. Um, I need to look professional. Um, I can't walk in there with a camera phone talking about, I'm with Miss Franklin. Can I take your picture? <laughs> I need to play a part. So I had three weeks before she took me out on the road with her. And um, I took to YouTube and I watched all the tutorials there were about operating a Nikon D3200 camera because that was my first camera. And so I would go to the Detroit Zoo and practice on the animals. And so, um, and if I saw you with a camera, I would stop and ask you questions about mm -hmm. functions of the camera. But it was Aretha Franklin who started my career in photography. Um, and we went to Harvard University where she was being honored a doctorate for um, music and that was my first uh, time out in photography. So um, I was able to capture her as she was being honored. That's awesome. um, President Bush was there. Former First Lady Barbara Bush was there. All of these dignitaries. And I was in, in awe along with nervous because I just wanted to make certain that that image came out correct. And um it's because of her, you know, that I take pictures today. So what you see, you know, on the wall, these are some of the images that I've been able to take as a result of Miss Franklin. Okay, so don't get your camera too too far now. No, sure you centered. <laughs> oh, you know what you're crazy? <laughs> right. So that's her right there. She's in the middle of them. That's yeah, so amazing. Those two, I need to put some light on her. That's yeah, so yeah. amazing. Oh Al Shopchurn and DL Hughley. This is my COVID shot. I do the pistons and and the whole nine yards. I got Biden and of course, you know, <sighs> Mr. President. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> right, I, 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 okay, Rita. What what's 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 some of your highlights? Um, I think all, I think so far, just the fact that I've only been really taking it serious for the last three years and that I have 10 movies on streaming. That's a highlight for me. Um, I, I think the, the thing that I'm most proud of is that I am 
um, a student at Berkeley College of Music, and I am also on the Dean's List. So I'm loving that like more than anything right now. Um, but I, I think I'm still honestly like in a space where I'm still just taking everything in. It's I think that for me, um, everything is happening and has happened at such a fast pace that I really haven't had a chance to for real take it in. I'm still, I just, all I do is work, 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 work. So I haven't had a chance to take in everything, but I think the highlights for me would be the fact that I've done 10 movies and I didn't know what the heck a music supervisor was a few years ago. Okay. So let's say I got a cousin. I think dude is dope. I want to get him some songs placed in a movie. How do I go about doing that? I have an email address that you can that I just leave open for submissions at any time. Um, and let me announce that. Okay. <laughs> C-E-E underscore E-M underscore squared at yahoo.com. So I'm always open for music submissions. I just um, can't stress enough that Unfortunately, I don't review the music, guys. I only take the music and listen to the music when it's time to place it. So um, people are like emailing, like, did you listen to the music? And, and and unfortunately, that's not what I'm doing because I get like so many emails of music every single day. And it's only at a point where I'm working on a movie mm-hmm. and I'm going to look for music and I go to the emails that I've already been sent. And that's when I start listening. So it's not that I'm reviewing the music to give you guys feedback or anything like that. I'm only taking submissions for possible movie placements. That could happen today. That could happen tomorrow. It could happen in two years. How does how do you get paid from that though? So as the music supervisor, I guess I I have a set fee. That I not not you the artist. Oh the artist. Oh, Uh that's where you have to have your business in order. You have to know the business or you have to have somebody that is around you that you trust that is going to take care of your business. Okay. You have to be registered as a songwriter, but most importantly, you have to have your music publishing. Okay. If you have no music publishing, yes, you can get your songs placed in the movie, but no, you will see no money from it. Okay. And for those people out there, it's like BMI and ASCAP and I'm sure there's somebody else. That's where you sign up as a writer. But publishing, see, I'm dropping jewels that I'm not supposed to, but you have to actually have your own actual publishing company. So you actually get an EIN, an LLC, you register that, and mm-hmm. then you register it with your PRO as your publisher. And that's okay. where you get the money from. If you don't do that, you're leaving half the money on the table. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I will say that, that this generation, and y'all tell me what y'all think. But this generation has tapped into making money off of their music way more than previous generations. I mean, like 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 Sam Cooke tried to tell people, James Brown tried to tell people, you know, and nobody was listening to them. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to sign. And they sign these tragic-ass con- contracts for the rest of their life and their grandkids' lives. And they end up broke and like, I should have listened. Well, these kids now, man, are, are are really, really, really making money off of the streaming. It's so many different avenues and it's not just the streaming. Honestly, the streaming is where the least of the money come from, if you believe it or not. Really? Yes. They don't. It's not the streaming, unfortunately. They You have to have what a million streams and that only gets you four thousand dollars you know how long it takes to get a million streams for real unless you're really like paying a marketing team to actually market and Mm -hmm. help you get those streams it's not an easy thing to do but it's it's the features it's the shows it's tiktok it's youtube it's so many different avenues now Mm -hmm. so it's it's not the streams really that they're making the money from it's the social media, it's the content, it's the creators, and I'm an influencer now kind of thing. And yeah, that's where pretty much yeah. from. everybody and your mama is a they have so many different things that they can do and so many different ways to make the money. But if but if they don't have the business in order, they won't make the money. And they if they don't have it in order, they will still leave half the money on the table. And you want to I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you and your knowledge, young lady. 
I, I had to, um, I was like <laughs> thrown into this role and I'm like a music supervisor. I'm like, I know it's more than just me picking the songs. That's the easy part. I can do that all day in my sleep. I know a hundred million songs I can pick in place easily, but I know it's more to it. And so <laughs> I kind of learned <laughs> with my first movie because I did not know what I was doing. And I kind of just did what I thought needed to be done. But then it was like, okay, I really like this a lot, a whole lot. And so if I really want to take it serious, I had to find ways to educate myself. I mean, I'm up all night on webinars. Um, I'm finding free classes on uh, anything that I can find. Not, I didn't even go to YouTube. Nope, not YouTube. <laughs> anything on uh, maybe the Grammy Museum. I found a free business, a music business class. Uh, I found something that Puffy, um, it was like, it's called uh, not diverse representation. There's another program. I forget mm -hmm. the name of it, but it was a six week program where he taught you all about music business. So I just pretty much did whatever I could to teach myself books, everything. So now I'm like, I think I know. But let me go to school now so I can be for sure. I feel you. And and, and your mother said something. It, she said she was proud of you. Is that like the biggest compliment that you can get? What? I live for those <laughs> words. <laughs> she, she knows. She I live for those words. Like, sh I just, I really want to just make her proud at the end of the day. So. I mean, I'm doing it because I'm passionate about it, mm -hmm. like m more than anything. But the second reason is because I want to make my kids and my mom proud of me. You know, because add. at the end of the day, um, you're laying the foundation, you know, for those t that's going to come after you. So you are basically leading by an example in they're always watching you. So just take the necessary steps to make it happen. Um, I'm extremely proud. I am extremely proud. Um, it's everybody's. Um, oh, stop. I know. <laughs> It's every parent's wish, you know, for their child just to know that if something should happen to me or whatever the case may be, you know, she's in a situation to um, hold her on, you know, um, absolutely. You know, everybody. Well, that's, a, that's a testament to you, though. Facts. Yeah, you know, oh, but it also has said, to come from. I was always watching, remember? But but, but it always has to come from within as well, you know. It always has to come from within. Okay. Um, it hasn't always been easy, but it always has to come from within. Again, this is America. You can have whatever you want. Really, there's no... I don't care if you grew up in the hood. You don't have to stay there. Um, don't look at you. You know what? Brady Keys told me one thing. If you want to be rich, hang with the rich. If you want to be a drug dealer, hang with the drug dealers. If you want to be articulate, articulate, art, I can't even say the word. Oh, if you want you articulate, <laughs> if you want to speak better, Hang mm -hmm. around somebody that's fluent in speaking because that's going to rub off on you. But as if you want to be rich, hang around the rich. Do not look your, at yourself as less than because if the rich see you trying, the rich will fit you in their plan. Mm. So let me ask you this. When you look at Rita, what do you say to yourself? Wow. She's more advanced at X than I was at that stage of the game. Oh, wow. She's doing some things, honestly, that I would love to do. You know, I would love to score some movies and, and the whole nine yards. Um, that's one thing that I have loved to do is um, I want to direct a movie. You know, I always wanted to work for Spike Lee, John Singleton, and Oprah, you know, Tyler Perry, 
Reginald Hutland, um, I wanted to always score a movie. So not necessarily score a movie, but I always wanted to um, direct the movie, you know, because there aren't too many females um, that's doing it. I've done documentaries Mm -hmm. and won awards for doing them. And um, hopefully, you know, I will get an opportunity to do a movie one day. Noted. Yeah, and that, you, you definitely can do that, too. I believe and really, in the power of manifestation. So yeah. one day my mom will direct the movie, and I'm going to be the music supervisor. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you the same question I asked her, though. What do you see in her where you're like, okay, she's much better at that than I am? Making those connections and her networking skill is so amazing to me. I wish I was more. I think she is so open and outspoken. And I'm when I'm when I'm in a room, I find myself more a lot of times playing the wallflower and being quiet. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I really got to get out of that. And I'm watching her, and she's just working the room and smiling and taking pictures with everybody. <laughs> I gotta get there. I gotta open up a little bit and stop being so uh, timid <laughs> when I'm in rooms. I, I understand. I'm I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Like I don't go out. I don't get outside all that all too much. Um, I could if I wanted to. I like doing my own thing. I don't like having to ask people. Hey, I rarely ask somebody for a favor because I just don't. You know, like like I tend to look at people through my lens. I would do it this way, so you should do it this way, and that never happens. No, so to avoid the disappointment, I just leave people out there. Well, one thing for sure, you know, this opportunity that you're giving us, I um, it's something that I wanted. Um, but did I see it? No, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> but this is like, wow, you got me doing an interview with my daughter. Like, really? Like, really, Carita? Like, really? <laughs> How did this happen? Whose idea was this? You know? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> okay. You know, but this is special. This is, like, really special here. You know? Okay. This is really special. Okay. You got in, Joss, with this one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was pretty excited myself. Like, wow, this is dope. <laughs> I, I can't say that I've, I, I've never done this before, so... But I, it was just something, just something in my spirit said, you know what, let's get them both on at the same time. I think that'll be magical. And it has been. This has been completely an honor of mine. I, I don't, ain't shit that I did. I just turned the camera on and apparently I turned it on and it wasn't focused in the right spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to let this one, I'm, I'm never going to let you let this one down. <laughs> I should have forewarned you. I really should have. <laughs> I should have told you, make sure your camera's right. If, if it's not, oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, well, let me see the other angle. Like, this is all I got. You know, like, this is, you know, you know, it's a BET over here. It's one thing I know I hear about. If she sees somebody on the camera the wrong way, she's going to call me. Did you see that? They hair wasn't even showing. <laughs> yeah. So. Um- you know, this, this virtual thing is um, still new to people and, um, you know, people are still lacking um, in certain areas, but I um, encourage everybody to adapt to the new norm. Um, it's moving rapidly. And if you don't catch on or catch mm-hmm. up, you're mm-hmm. going to get left off, left out rather. Um, the virtual world, this is the new norm it's new it's been here a while we're just catching on um you know you had zoom and the whole nine yards but this is the new norm um and you could do so much with just this you just gotta know how to use it and make it work for you well i know i've had a couple people you know kind of kind of watching me so to speak and Mm -hmm. like you got to get a different background and I have no clue what. So, so you let me know, Montez. What's a, what's a dope background? Because I'm loving your background. Like that is just oh, like I don't have iconic 
photography like that though. Like I, I, I literally just yeah, I just got my camera phone. Uh, <laughs> would um, you let me know what you think would be a much better background? Although I do love the Malcolm X, um, and my my dad painted this right here, and my daughter painted that one right there. I know, you know. Um, I, I have to. I have to look at it. I have to look at it again. I'm pretty sure you'll you'll, you'll you can uh, inbox yeah. me and let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you review the show. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, give me some pointers. <laughs> like I'll, you did I'll, X, Y, and Z wrong. Get this together, young man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it for you, but you know, it's 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 put yourself full screen for me so I can see. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, ma'am. I right, will do that. <laughs> Okay. See, it, it just See I, I do. I, I, I like it. I really do. I was gonna the say only that. thing that I would do, honestly, is reposition the camera. You want to put your camera and, and your device, whatever device that you're using, mm-hmm. it should be at eye level with you. Your camera on that device, whether it's a, a computer, a desktop, or a camera, it should be at eye level with you. If if your camera, like I'm using a a, a desktop, mm-hmm. a, a yeah, a, a laptop rather, but it's also on a three inch book, so I had to raise it so that okay. that camera is directly in on the same plane as my eyes, and that's that's all. See my my eyes are trash. I can't see shit, so <laughs> I got a huge ass uh, TV for. For my monitor, um, <laughs> I'll figure it out. No, but I have to put it on the stand or something. Yeah, it, no, it, it's a good picture. Um, it's a little busy, but I like it. I need to learn a little bit more about the show, you know. But I like it. I really do. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Especially that, especially that Bible verse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sticks out a lot to me. Yeah, that's that's pops right there. Like one he, one thing for sure, you know, you're lit well, you know, and um, that's really important. You got that good audio going, so you're good. Yeah, well, I got the you know I got the little the lights on the side, and you know, I'm trying. I got a little space dedicated to my my, my podcast area, you know. <laughs> See, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that, you know, they. Um, they they'll cut their computer on and just start talking, and if nothing else, please give me an external mic. Please she give me a mic. Even me, like right now, this is how you're able to hear me so well because I have a mic. I use a mic, and that's oh, how you're that's able nice to get too. that good audio. That's yeah. nice too. All right, I'm gonna get a mic for my next interview. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, especially if you find yourself doing a lot of you know streaming and um, interviews and the whole nine yeah. yards. And if you are a team leader, it is best that um, everybody hears you and hears you clearly. Um, so um, having an external microphone makes it you know more pleasant to the ears. It does. Um, <laughs> What is Donnie Simpson? Like, like I, I like to think that I pattern him like I really, really, really rock with Donnie Simpson. I watch his <laughs> interviews and I, I pattern my interview style after Donnie Simpson. To be quite is honest. that why you're so laid back? Um, I'm old. Because you, you, you are very, like, just laid back. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, you know what? Um, I try to be... <laughs> like a fly on the wall to a great conversation. I don't ever want to be like one of those those podcasts where my name is bigger than whoever I'm having. And I don't care if I'm interviewing a gender. I want your story. You know, like I tell people, your talent gets you on the show, but it's your story that makes you stand out. <laughs> and so I don't ever want to usurp anybody else. Um, and I've just been doing this for a long time that I'm kind of comfortable in my skin and, and and how I go about doing things. As you should be. I, you know, I want people to feel comfortable too. When they feel comfortable, they're a little bit more honest. 
but um, the opportunity at BET to be the producer of Video Soul and working with Donnie was definitely um, a dream come true for me. I um, I literally had to pinch myself because I just couldn't believe that that was actually happening for me. Again, you know, if you can see it and if you can believe it, um, a, a vision is nothing but a dream that's waiting to be a reality. And that's something that I always wanted. And I just could not believe that they charged me with the responsibilities of being the producer for Video Soul. And working with Donnie um, was just amazing. Um, he was from Detroit. I was from Detroit. So that Detroit connection um, was there. So I, um, he calls me his homegirl, and I call him my homeboy. So we still yeah, well, talk. Yeah. T- tell your man to come on the show, man. That's, that's <laughs> on my bucket list. You know? <laughs> Where y'all from in Detroit? I'm sorry, say that again. Where are y'all from in Detroit? I um, stay in the suburbs right outside of Detroit. Yeah, on the west side. What was you about to say, Rita? Mm-hmm. I hate being asked that question. Um, because where am I from? Where do I reside at the moment? Or where yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want your address. I don't, you know. Yeah, right. On the west side of Detroit. Yeah. We're, both, where, we're both on the west I'm side. From, I just say Detroit because I just, I'm not from the east side, the west side. I kind of lived everywhere. Highland Park, Oak Park, east side, west side. I'm Detroit. Oh, you lived in HP? Ooh. I'm Detroit in real Ooh, life. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Really? Highland Park? Oh, I got me. Oh my God! My mom graduated from Highland Park. Wait a minute now, sir. Really? Yeah, I grew Hold up on. in Highland Park. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it was people there then. <laughs> yeah, like twelve people there now. It, it's definitely um, a lot different, you know, from what you see now. Absolutely. Um, it used to be a city of trees, and I'm a oh. firm believer that. It become it can become you know the city of trees. Everything must change. The young becomes the old, and that's the same thing with the neighborhoods and buildings. Um, the young becomes the old. Yeah, man. Everything must change. It it has like, like nothing stays the same. Right. It looks like somebody dropped a bomb on Seven Mile in Southfield, and every every tree. I mean, every grass used to be cut green trees blooming i'm not saying it was a perfect neighborhood but aesthetically it made you proud to be from seven mile in southfield now i can't tell the difference between van dyke and grashit and seven mile in southfield (laughs) and again you know everything must change the young becomes the old and when you have people in the neighborhoods that's not taking care of the properties, whether they're homeowners or renters, then it makes things a little bit difficult, you know, to maintain. But um, I'm proud of the city of Detroit and the things that the current administration is doing. People are talking about everything's happening downtown. Well, you have to take care of the roof. And so the roof in this particular case is downtown Detroit. So once you get the roof taken care of, then you work on the kitchen and then you work on the bathroom and then you work your way throughout the house and you paint the walls. So this is why you see different little things that are happening in in the city of Detroit. Detroit is definitely on the comeback. I don't I've seen a white guy walking the poodle down Woolworth. I love bothered, it. That just bothered me so bad. I, I love it. What? That just bothered me so bad. Don't, don't, don't let it bother you. You know, people use the word gentrification, gentrification, and they're taking over and da-da-da-da, da-da-da. It's, you know, it's change. But my thing is, don't be intimidated by the process. Fit in where you can. You're there. They're bringing it to you. Why aren't you enjoying it? They're coming from the suburbs into the city, you know, acting like it's theirs. It's ours. It's everybody's. That is the reason right there. It's like, everybody. You feel like people, you know, like like 
You grow up there, you feel like you put blood, sweat, and tears into it just by your mere existence. You've been there for 20, 30 years, whatever the case. And somebody comes in and moves in and acts like they did what you did and they didn't. So you feel some type of way. Although I get what y'all saying too. It's just, uh, you know, change is... Not everyone accepts change the same way. And it's inevitable. So you so you got to learn how to adjust to it. It's going to happen. And yeah. if you don't um, adjust to the change, you're going to get lost. You got to learn how to like be a chameleon. You, you, you definitely have to learn how to pivot. You can't. I mean, change is inevitable. It's and that's in whatever. That's life, period. It's change is going to happen. So. And there's really not a whole lot that we can do about it. So the best thing to do is just to figure out how to adjust to it. That is true. Got to give y'all that. Um, we only got a couple more minutes left. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, Rita, how they go about doing that? Um, so I already gave my email, my social media, um, the lady with the golden ear or my full name, <laughs> Carita Montez Miller, is how you can actually look me up. Um, okay. And Montez, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how they go about doing that? They can just find me through Carita. Thank you. <laughs> I did not mean. I did not mean to like do that. They can find me through Carita. Yeah, but on Instagram, I am Montez Miller, so I could take a few more followers. So, but yeah, um, jobs. Your I want to thank you. Instagram is lit too, though. By oh, the way. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'll post a little something, something. I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing <laughs> out there, you know, in these IG streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a little something, something, but I do want to thank you, you know, for your time and your energy and allow my daughter and I to be um, interviewed, you know, at the same time. You just never know what God has in store for you. So this is definitely been a treat for me Aww. thank you oh stop it oh, oh she <laughs> might do that for real you got to be careful with her well yeah, you know yeah, i want to thank the special. academy i want to thank my kids <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but um it has been an honor and a privilege ladies um so i want to thank y'all uh, this has de definitely been one one for the memory books, one for the ages. I'm definitely I don't I don't listen to too many of my shows back over again. Um, I just hate the way I sound, to be quite honest. Oh no, you sound good. I, yeah, I, you're oh, just so laid back. And that's you know what I'm not screaming at motherfuckers, and that's the problem. <laughs> You know, like if I, you know, it'd be different, you know, like I have a gazillion followers and shit. I, I don't, eh, I don't really care. Um, but yo, this has definitely been, a, it, it has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. So <laughs> I got to thank y'all so much. Um, and Rita, you already know if you need anything, hey, hey just let me know. Um, and you too, Montez. But thank you. Oh, you know, know, the feeling is mutual. I, I truly, truly, truly appreciate you like in real life Aww. i love how you rock with my artists that means everything to me so i i really appreciate you niggas make dope music that's what i love to hear that can you <laughs> can you tell d rick to make a video for outside though so is that what we're doing next i don't know but i need that video d rick whew, he, i love him he who he keep me busy and I love I love him. I'll be like, well, okay, like every time he send me yeah, he keep me busy. I love him a, a lot. I yo, truly that, that song really is my ride to work song, literally. And Oba, <laughs> like he your man does not stop. Like he I is agree. relentless. He's trouble for me. He's always been trouble for me. I I was a fan of his like way before this even started so i haven't been able to lose that of course so yeah i find myself when a song comes on i'm like oh i get out of control wait a minute i have to text him like wait a minute you got Yo. me over here getting out of control i can't listen to you and your man's creativity is 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 old dirty bastard ish <laughs> that's why i like him the most because he's so versatile he's so different yeah. 
yeah, like I, I it just it just, he at this point I'm not surprised and I just rock with it. Um, I, love it. I appreciate that. So but much. on that note, I'm, I'm, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, again, if you ladies need anything, please don't hesitate to uh, let me know, and I got you. Not sure what I can do, but if I can, I got you. Uh, on that you. note, man, thank y'all have a good night. Um, thank you, and shout out to everybody in the chat. No emotion. Shout out to No Emotions. Wise, wise choice. Health. That's a new poetry from the heart. Oh, that's dope. Um, shout out to y'all, man. Um, anyway, on that note, don't forget to subscribe, like, share the whole nine, all of that. Uh, and I'll see y'all next week at Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be back. On that note, thank you. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. Peace. Y'all have a good one. And y'all already know, man, this is Jobs and this has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. It is your talent that gets you on the show, but it's your story that makes you stand out, man. Go do some dope shit on purpose. On that note, I'm out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.